stars look down And you'd hug yourself On the cold, cold ground You wake the morning In a stranger's court But no one would you see You'd ask yourself Who'd watch for me My only friend Who could it be Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. And as always, I appreciate you um, joining. So I'm um, going to do a little tribute mini-sode today. By now, uh, those of you who are listening have definitely heard the unfortunate and sad news about the passing of filmmaker Richard Donner. And here I just wanted to, um, you know, well, pay respects to an awesome career by a fantastic director and producer and mainstay in the business. Talk about um, a couple of his films that have made an impact on me as a fan of cinema and whatnot. And yeah, just run down, make it real quick. Um, not going to try and keep you too long. So for my generation, I am, for those of you who listened to my last couple of episodes, you will know that I am 40 years old. So um, my, um, I don't know, what's a good word to use? Um, I grew up in the 80 and the 80s the 80s and you know the 80s groomed um my love for cinema and you know like steven spielberg david cronenberg uh richard donner you know had a a lot to do with the movies i watched and became a fan of the type of movies but um so yeah let's talk about and yeah no particular order but look at me i'm gonna go in order so obviously um let's uh you know yeah let's let's go even further back because i want to talk about this um wow that's crazy so what is this um man 45 45 years ago the omen so I believe, um, correct me, listeners, um, if you will, The Omen was Richard Donner, Richard Donner's um, feature film debut. If um, I'm not mistaken, came out um, 76, like I said, 45 years. But yeah, we all, well, not we all, even if you haven't seen this movie, you are definitely got to be familiar with it. If you haven't seen the original, there's the remake from... Um, um a few years ago by a few years i mean like i'm 15 but yeah that's um yeah you know we have um damien and blah 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 who he but anyway i want to get to the this is one of the earliest movies that i could remember 
where I found out that the um, antagonist, the bad guy of a movie, could get away with it. That the bad guy could win. Boy, um, you all know the, the closing scene to the movie at the funeral. When the camera pans in, Damien turns around and, you know, looks at the camera with that little smirk. And yeah, that, that freaked. I'm sure. Probably even adults. But, man, imagine being a kid watching that. That freaked you out. But I want to get to a couple of years later with Superman, which... Um, made Richard Donner uh, in-demand director and started the modern um, template well birth the modern superhero movie genre with Superman and let me tell you um, it, probably every single skill as a director is um, evident in this movie from you know, shot choices, story structure, pacing, and just just to use comparison, although I like um, the theatrical version of Superman 2. Um, and in, a theat in the theatrical version, a lot of um, Donner's material is um, in it. And you can even see from shot to shot um, how different rich richard lester's shooting style is compared to donner's you know cinematography wise and and whatnot but um superman the movie 1978 is split up into three major acts uh, basically um you know krypton then you have the smallville section and then you have the um the superman section in uh, metropolis and whatnot and boy each section each act has this uh, a very distinct look to it and it's, it's quite to this day it's just amazing um i don't think this movie was nominated for cinematography but um if it hasn't it, it should have been I, but yeah it, it's just a fantastic a fantastically shot movie it won um an oscar for visual effects deservingly so and i sp spoke about pacing um it was nominated for film editing and of course the fantastic excellent score by john williams <laughs> and yeah but yeah it, it's for some crazy reason if you haven't seen superman uh uh, first like um what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> but yeah definitely um, check this out but yeah um is superman is definitely might have been the first superhero movie that i've seen and yeah and it definitely left an, an impression so um and we are in if you go on twitter and if you're you're on Twitter real heavy, um, you're gonna eventually run into the hashtag for um, now instead of release the Schneider cut is restore the Snyder verse. And uh, as I mentioned in a couple episodes back when I was talking about the Donner cut of Superman two. Um, this was the first case of something like that actually happening basically a whole movie 
version of a movie was discarded and reshot and it took Richard Donner's version of Superman 2 all although incomplete but um, about 75% complete you know we got to see it 20 uh, I think it was what 26 years later from 19 yeah 1980 until 2006 so yeah definitely it must own Superman and the Donner cut of Superman 2 but and I spoke about the 80s and as I was coming up in the 80s um as a child and anybody in my age group would know like man it's it's just I don't know if you're it's just something special like superbly extremely special about the 80s when it comes to pop culture and to you know actually grow up being an 80s kid or whatever you want to call it and witnessing these great these movies that will become great classics as they come out and you look to look back on it with these awesome nostalgic memories it is it, great and i wish anybody who's into movie and in, into movies can have this you know these memories these type of memories of these movies and i'm moving on to um i'm skipping a couple i want to go straight to the goonies and i'm pretty sure that, uh, those of you listening uh, definitely had to see in this movie the Goonies is a, a classic among classics. It's just uh, the epitome of uh, fun, just a good time. Just like, you know, every every kid I wanted to be one of the kids in the Goonies and <laughs> like, Wow, it's just a fun movie, man. It's it's nothing produced by Steven Spielberg. A young Chris Columbus wrote the screenplay, and Richard Donner, um, as a director, painted this grand, wonderful adventure. It's like, and speaking, talking about the, the versatility of Donner as a director. Um, these movies of his that I'm going to talk about in in the '80s, especially, like, yeah, this is um. Um, no, I was about to say this is probably his only PG movie. That's not true. Um, going a couple of years earlier, I think the toy with Richard Pryor was PG. Um, yeah, Richard Donner directed that for those of you who didn't know. But, um, yeah, we'll probably get to that um, down the line. But, yeah, the the Goonies, man, it's, it's like a, like my sister says, oh, it's so 80s. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's the beauty of it. That's the magic of it. You know, you can't. People say, man, they don't make movies like that anymore. And they don't. You know, it's the we still get. Yeah, like great movies and stuff like that. Um, When. Stranger Things originally came out. um, You know, um, a lot of people just. You know, it was playing on a nostalgia of the 80s and whatnot. And people were, you know, the Goonies came up a lot talking about, you know, any anything pop culture. The, this movie is going to come up, you know. Um, at the time, Cindy Lauper was probably at the prime of her career. She did the theme song to the, like, man, what? But yeah, um, 
Yeah, speaking to the diversity. Um, from the Goonies to Lethal Weapon. Like, man, what what opposite ends of the spectrum? Like, Donner just couldn't miss in the eighties. I don't I don't know what it was. Um, to a script from Shane Black, young up and coming. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, for the youngins, as I refer to you, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Shane Black, he was like back in the day coming up. Um, he was the Quentin Tarantino of that day in the 80s um, with his screenplays. His screenplays were just, uh, they would fetch top dollar. You know, he would be the ultimate dialogue writer, um, just storyteller of action he had the trademark of movies being set around christmas shane black is you know uh, is yeah definitely a fantastic screenwriter when he's not being um held back by a studio and whatnot but man lethal weapon just reinvented the wheel with the buddy you know the 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 buddy cop movie you know it did we had um a couple you know you think uh, 48 hours comes up with the buddy cop movie and there was plenty of them in the 80s but the lethal weapon just took it and, and ran with it and like look here this is how we think it should be done and we're gonna do it um to the superb level where we're setting a, a new bar man um lethal weapon is yeah definitely a classic man you know richard donner's um yeah, he, he knows how to shoot. Um, as a as a martial artist, I wanted to point to um, a particular scene in a movie. And it's the end fight scene. And American-made movies, like fight scenes with fists, they would it would be like uh, haymakers and like uh, punch, punch, couple of kicks, just brawling. The fight scene in Lethal Weapon between Riggs and um, Joshua, played by the great national treasure Gary Busey, is um, one of the first movies that at least caught my attention that incorporated the first uh, American movies. Get that out there. First American movies that incorporated legit, actual martial arts movements into a realistic looking um basically street fight they were fighting on the lawn it's still in my opinion one of the best fight scenes in movie history just like uh, man you see um a lot of people um not familiar with martial arts there's so many moves in there that just this fight scene is so excellently choreographed that it looks so natural and real you see like um um mel gibson going for like um you know, you got leg, leg takedowns and um, going for um, armbar traps and stuff like that. It's, it's so, and the way it flows, man, it's, it's a fantastic movie. But yeah, um, and we'll we'll talk about the argument of um, is it a Christmas movie <laughs> later on. But yeah, like like I said, going from Goonies to Lethal Weapon, and then from Lethal Weapon to Scrooged. <laughs> Like, boom, 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 man. You know what I'm saying? Um, Just a year later, um, Scrooged, starring Bill Murray. 
And um, for those of you that don't remember, this was kind of um, uh, Bill Murray. Like back then, he took a little break between, um, I think his last movie before Scrooge was Ghostbusters. And yeah, his last major role before Scrooge was Ghostbusters. And, you know, people were, you know, Bill Murray was uh, a huge deal in the 80s, um, you know. Yeah, so he did Ghostbusters in 84, and he did a couple of cameos, like in, um, or supporting roles in Little Shop of Horrors. Um, and he did a movie um, the same year to Ghostbusters called Razor's Edge, where he tried to do a dramatic role. But other than that, yeah, um, Bill Murray came back, and Scrooge is um, a lot of people's um, go-to Christmas movie. You know, to watch um, traditionally around Christmas time, and you know, me and my buddy for the last couple of years, you know, we uh, we check it out. And yeah, it's a it's, it's a rather good damn movie, and that's crazy because uh, supposedly Bill Murray and Richard Donner butted heads a lot on the movie, and you don't really see any of it on screen, which is nuts. But yeah, these like and like I'm telling you, Donner is hitting it out the park in the 80s. What's that? Um, like boom and um, and yeah, I know, I know some of you. Uh, what about Lady Hawk? Yes, um, I haven't seen it recently, but I do remember liking the movie. So the toy Lady Hawk, Goonies, Lethal Weapon, Scrooged, and from Scrooged until until into Lethal Weapon Two one of the best uh sequels i was about to say action movie sequels but sequels period man that's out there and for those of you who know your stuff shane black had wrote an original treatment a screenplay for the movie and the studios balked at it so um shane black originally wanted riggs mel gibson to die in the movie and um, the studio would not let him have it but um yeah, so basically, um, Shane Black um, stepped down as the primary screenwriter. He still gets story credit. A lot of um, his stuff from his original script is in the movie. It makes it in the movie. Dialogue, story, um, boom, boom, boom. You know. And yeah, this is this is a great sequel. Um, my buddy Randy, Randy Little, recently reviewed um, all of the movies and gave part one and two five stars out of five. And I agree with him 120%. This, you know, and with these Lethal Weapon movies, it gets it gets kind of crazy. A lot of people prefer to prefer the second movie over the first one. But obviously, a lot of people think the first one is the best one. And the thing is, these these the movies are so good. Number one and two, you can't really argue with whoever's choice is is either or man i mean you can't go wrong with either one so yeah and um and an interesting thing about this um um downer of course is um consulted with this uh, the story writer um richard donner was an activist you know um he didn't believe in um fur that you should kill um, animals for fur he was very against that and you'll see um a lot of 
uh, subliminal messages and whatnot in his movies about that and he was really against the apartheid in um, south africa and for those of you who are familiar with um the plot to lethal weapon 2 that is a very um important part of the plot to the movie so um yeah so that's that um wonderful sequel lethal weapon 2 and so something i wanted to talk about other than his movies and you can check this out most of these are available on youtube in their entirety or hopefully um some of you have them on the dvd i don't know if they're on blu-ray but i'm referring to tales from the crypt the um series on hbo uh aired from 1989 to 1996 um yeah it was um a bunch of horror um short stories based on um eg comics of um the same name and richard donner directed three um if i'm not mistaken three of the episodes and from what i remember they're all very good and um i would um actually saw one on the big screen um like a couple of years ago it was um thrown in to um to fill a time slot it was just random but the van the ventriloquist dummy um i think this came out 1990 and it stars uh bobcat goat and don rickles and it's a, it's a very it's and it's real creepy i recommend it i will not give it away um what it's about check it out it's on youtube in its entirety but um donner also directed another episode of tales from the crypt that i like called showdown starring um lance henrickson <clears throat> excuse me um no i'm i'm yeah look at me brain farting that lance um starring david morse you, you you'll know him when you see him you probably don't know him but um it's it's one of the better ones it's um it's a western and yeah it's pretty awesome i like them i like westerns in general but um it has a nice twist to it i recommend that one and the last one is um uh with joey pants joe patliano called dig that cat he's real gone um interesting title and um joey pants plays um a homeless man who somehow gains the ability to um resurrect himself when he dies and it has something to, to do with a cat and it's, it's a real real trippy story i recommend that but yeah um other than film he obviously you know he dove into tv a little bit with those tales from the crypt and those awesome stories but um yeah i'm talking about the lethal weapon movies um so three and four not as great as the first two but still pretty still pretty damn good you know and um the three and four have the biggest gap between any of the movies i think eight years from 92 to 98 and you know as far away from the tone of part one that four um, became it didn't get to the point where it was a parody of itself it was self-aware it knew it couldn't be as good but it was still very entertaining and for a lot of people it introduced us to jet lee you know 
and that was a great thing but yeah part four and like one and two a lot of people with part three and four um some people prefer three over four some people prefer four over three which is and like i said before you can't go wrong so Hey, hey, nope, sorry about that. Bumped into the turntable, had to cut a little bit. But um, I was talking about Lethal Weapon 3 and 4. Um, some people, you know, have their preferences. Um, and can't go wrong, like I said. Um, but whichever one you want to choose, I think they're all, I think it's a fantastic series of movies. And one should be in um, your collection and whatnot. So yeah um looking at richard donner's career um i don't want to talk y'all heads off just going through this each movie in detail maverick from 94 um yeah donner worked with mel gibson six times so maverick in 94 conspiracy theory in 97 and of course the four lethal weapon movies uh love maverick i think is one of the more underrated westerns um that's out there in a genre that wasn't at its peak in the 90s um but it did it did well and conspiracy theory um not the strongest out of the uh, mel gibson donner collabs but not a bad movie not a bad movie a lot of good ideas um execution um could have been a little stronger but not a bad flick i, I would check that out and he has a movie uh, assassins now this is an um, interesting movie i'm getting to a bit of the hiccups now the wachowskis wrote this movie they wrote the story for this movie and brian heglin um wrote the screenplay um you know who he is he's the academy award winning writer for um la confidential and he wrote um <laughs> the donner connection he wrote a mel gibson movie with payback but um so yeah assassins um how can i describe it it's it's goofy throwaway fun with antonio banderas and sylvester stallone yeah it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be on any top 10 list of action movies or um movies about assassins <laughs> not at all but it's 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 a a goofy throwaway movie and you know whatever but like i said looking at this filmography no you um nine out of ten of the greatest directors are gonna have some of these hiccups but um so yeah so really that one but the biggest hiccup um no i wouldn't say that not the biggest um uh timeline from 2003 starring oh man um the late paul walker um early work from gerald butler um it's a nice cast david thewlis neil madonna you know matt craven you know him when you see him uh, bill billy colony um lambert wilson but yes yeah, a sci-fi movie time travel movie um interesting premise um and like i said it's it's serviceable um not a not a terrible movie 
I mean, you're not going to run and like, hey, you got to see this movie. You got to see this movie. But yeah, if you're curious about it, you can watch it. I'm like, yeah, it's a meh, meh movie. You know, not terrible, not bad. And, you know, we're coming. Um, Yeah, after that, three years later, 2006, which is um, from the time of this recording, 15 years ago. Um, this is Richard Donner's last official directing credit with 16 blocks. And yeah, um, Bruce Willis movie uh, co-starring Most Deaf or Yaslin Bay, however you uh, refer to him. Um, really decent flick. This one is genuinely um really good. I, I like it, and um I recommend it. I don't know if this is um uh it's gonna sound bad the way I'm gonna phrase it, but um I don't know if this is the note Donner wanted to go his career to end on. But it's not a bad note. It's just um an average one. It's not a sixteen blocks was not a bad movie. But yeah, um, you know, it is what it was. Um, the generation that Richard Donner comes from, you know, uh, be it actors or directors or whatever, you know, um, actors, directors, Richard Donner, um, Gene Hackman. Um, you know, that's all I can really think of. They have it's a few others, people in that age group um, that are in the late 80s and early 90s um you know they just they don't make an announcement about it they don't make a big deal they just they ride off into the sunset you know they'll make an appearance here and there they'll tackle um another career like gene hackman um the aforementioned gene hackman who became an author a lot of people don't know that <laughs> he became a best-selling author you know and you know, there's a lot of people in that age group. They just they just quietly ride into the sunset, man. And I think that's awesome. You know, they have res respectable careers. And yeah, but Richard Donner, he has um, entertained us for a lot of years. And and boy, the, those movies in the '80s um, that was his that was his for sure prime of his career um, with those movies in the '80s. You know, and then, you know, even his movies, The Omen and um, Superman, uh, two awesome movies um, in the 70s. But yeah, Richard Donner, he, he left an, an awesome um, filmography um, and that not as robust as um, most filmmakers. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. And I think that's more impressive if you, you look at it, you know what I mean? But yeah. So, no, that's what it is. Um, An RIP to Richard Donner. Um, another one of the greats, um, you know, gone. 90, 91, you know, that's um, lived a, a full life, man. And as of now, didn't look up cause of death. Um, most likely... Um, natural causes but um you know we'll find that out we probably as you're listening you find that out by now but you know we're celebrating his career and got a little um drink here and um, a toast to the awesome career of richard donner 
and then pour a little bit out and rest in peace condolences to his family and friends and yeah he hell of a career and if you ever get the chance if you have dvds or blu-rays of his movies listen to his audio commentaries he's very insightful and um in particular i really love his superman 2 um the donner cut commentary he really he really respected christopher reeve and um he said something about um you know him passing away and you could hear it in his voice he genuinely just hurt when christopher reeve and you know just just seemed like an um an awesome guy you know and but that's that people so um i hope you enjoyed the little episode um probably went on a little longer than um it should but hey we're talking about a great here so it doesn't matter but thank you for listening and i'll be back with um another episode recommend it to your friends thank you check out the social media um twitter instagram sigmund cinema i appreciate all of you and as always be excellent to each other.